It's time for Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And here is your host, Inside Towers business editor, John Celentano. Hello, everyone. We're glad you could join us today. This episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence, a quarterly market report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem. It looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. Intelligence is designed for managers, marketers, and investors. An annual subscription also includes an exclusive briefing and online support. For more information or to subscribe, visit insidetowers.com intelligence. And now to our discussion for today. We're in a high cycle of demand for broadband infrastructure, especially when you count 5G network builds, fixed wireless access deployments, fiber to the home, and digital divide solutions, all happening at the same time. In this environment, questions often come up about the capability of the supply chain. Is there adequate equipment inventory in stock, or are there shortages or long delivery times? If so, how will installations and new service activation be affected? Actually, they're misunderstanding about how the supply chain works, the companies involved, and the important role they play in enabling broadband installations. Perfect Vision is an equipment distributor and manufacturer in the telecommunications industry supply chain. Here to talk about the company's role in that supply chain are Chris Plyble, Vice President Infrastructure, and Scott Stecker, Vice President U.S. Engineering at Perfect Vision. Chris, Scott, welcome to Tower Talks. Pleasure to be here, John. Thanks, John. It's an honor to be uh, asked to participate. Chris, why don't you start off? Give us the elevator pitch on uh, Perfect Vision and uh, what you do at the company. Sure. Perfect Vision has been around since 1979. We support the satellite TV space, cable TV, internet service providers, basically anybody who is transmitting and receiving a voice, video, and data signal. Uh, We have products and services to support them. So I kind of manage a little bit on the sales execution side of our business. So we obviously like to sell products out into any one of those verticals. Uh We have a complete integration center like rack and stack or stuffing cabinets, testing and commissioning. Uh, We like to try to get those revenue numbers into the marketplace as well. Uh, We also have a pretty extensive uh, department of installing customer premise equipment at the home. So we, we have installers running around the country that are you know, installing DVRs or modems, uh, anything to support a broadband or a uh, video signal into the home. So Scott, where or when does engineering come in? So engineering, John, we play a part in supporting the infrastructure group with any new products that need to come into the marketplace. So Currently, we have a full line of steel products for mounting applications. We also do some smaller um, boxes and equipment type of scenarios for the home as well. Mm -hmm. So pretty much just any kind of opportunity that the sales team brings from a design perspective, a customer needs a a product to support their build out. Um, We're fully capable and ready to tackle all those kinds of projects as well. Another part of our business, John, is the cable and connector side, third largest manufacturer of cable in uh, the world, and we're supplying that to DirecTV 75-ohm cable as well as some other international Mm -hmm. customers as well. Mm -hmm. Does your role or your team uh, address the systems engineering aspects if we are engineering a radio system or a fiber system, and I do on an end-to-end basis, you get involved in that? 
We do not uh, do any kind of RF design. Okay. So we do, um, Chris, maybe you know more about Derek's team and what they do with the design of uh, MDU systems. Sure. It, we program a lot of radios that support head-end equipment into an MDU space, a multi-dwelling unit. As an MDU owner, a building owner, you have to be able to supply any type of video solution to every specific uh, unit, if you will. And we build out those head ends to be able to accommodate a cable TV signal, a satellite TV signal, an internet service provider signal. So we get into uh, program, programming those uh, particular types of radios, the Lucent and the Nokia types of radios mm -hmm. to support mm -hmm. those deployments. But we have not... Uh, ventured into like what you're talking about, like a point to multi-point system or a DAS system. Gotcha. We, we are not in that realm yet. We could, we have the capability to do it. We just haven't made the business decision to start that process. Yeah. And, and actually that's a, as you know, it's a whole different layer of activity that uh, uh, oh. you, you need to staff up for and, and hire. Yeah. Um, and but there's, let's... there's a whole bunch of uh, liability there too. <laughs> yeah, but don't work. Somebody's uh, somebody's getting the finger pointed at them, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, look, let's consider a, a, a scenario or two. Uh, uh, say I'm a, I'm a regional wireless carrier and I need to build a new site. I may be using an existing license that I have, or maybe I'm using some new licenses I got in the CBRS auction, uh, 3.5 gig. But I'm starting from scratch, you know, from the ground up. How would how would Perfect Vision get involved in in supplying everything that would be required for a build like that? So obviously we we would be approaching John and having some meetings with you to find out what your goals are, what your deployment schedule is, uh, who your end customer is, all that type of stuff, so that we can try to get you the greatest solution. Uh, obviously using a Perfect Vision product line and, and services. Uh, if there were things that we could not support you with, we would use our network to help partner up uh, site acquisition, maybe systems engineering, what have you, so mm -hmm. that we can come in as a, a as a resource to you to help you get your products deployed faster. But specifically to the things that we manufacture, if it's category cable, if it's uh, steel mounting solutions, that type of mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. we are going to get involved with your engineering departments. Uh, at the inception so that we can understand exactly what you're doing, what size of the loading it is, and then mm -hmm. either try to fit one of our solutions to your solution or create a solution that might be more cost-effective mm -hmm. uh, or easily, more easily deployed, if that's yep. what you're thinking on that question. So. Yeah. Well, I need antennas. I need radios. I need cable. I need, you know, obviously all the steel. Um, uh, so if I come to you with a list of particulars, you can you can help fill the bill. Is that right? Yes, sir. We uh -huh. would either, from a third-party logistics perspective, have you purchase the OEM equipment for your radios and antennas. We could inventory that for you, then have the full kitting solution where we take yep. site number one, two, three, marry yep. all the radios, the antennas, the cabling with all the ancillary and steel components so that your installer gets one shipment Mm -hmm. uh, so we can go out and deploy that site quicker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When we talk steel, you're talking mainly uh, mounts, or, or do you actually um, get involved with actual uh, full tower materials and structure? We basically have everything except for the structure. So um, 
if you need an equipment platform on the ground, if you need cable ladder, uh, ice bridge, um, all that equipment, as well as uh -huh. the mounts that hold the antennas themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We do distribute um, some smaller structures for wireless internet service providers. Right. So we do have some smaller guide masts and other things like that to hold that point-to-point uh, -point equipment gotcha. as well. Okay, very good. Yep, pre-designed, pre pre-manufactured uh, pre inventory type of stuff. Yep, yep, gotcha. <clears throat> what about on the wireline side? Uh, are you supplying, uh, uh, so you mentioned the, cable TV and, and, and that aspect of, but I, I was thinking more of uh, uh, what are you doing to support fiber to the home builds or that kind of deployments? Absolutely, John. Uh, we, we get involved on the drop side of those deployments. So uh, when gotcha. taking the, the fiber from the street to the, yep. to the premise, uh, yep. we, we have a pretty extensive offering in drop cables, both fiber and cabling. Uh, and then we also, our technicians, across the country have that uh, expertise to be able to run that drop, plug it into a NID and light up the house with, uh, mm -hmm. with a fiber connection. Mm -hmm. And you have the boots on the ground to do the installs as well. Right? You mentioned, yes, sir. We, yeah. Uh, you we know, have, we have, yeah, we have some boots on the ground. <laughs> but can, I, know, can I make a point on that, John? Yeah, I, go ahead. Just for clarity purposes, you know, the, a big chunk of your subscribership is in the macro wireless traditional world that you and I are both used to and fond of. Our, our technician force is not uh, like on the high technical side. They are not climbing towers. Gotcha. They are not programming radios. These guys are coming in and, and running a drop cable, uh -huh. uh, putting it on into, you know, getting the NID set up and then uh, getting a signal inside somebody's home via router, modem, DVR, wh whatever it might be. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I follow you there. So what what would you say, you know, like most distributors, you, you buy equipment, you stock it, you sell it, uh, you kit it, you, you provide all the logistics. Um, is there some aspect of, of what Perfect Vision does that kind of differentiates yourself from other, other distributors or other resellers in the marketplace? Yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. And, and thanks for the opportunity to talk about that. So, as a distributor and a manufacturer, one of, our, one of our key things that we strive to do is to build inventory to, and so we can ship quickly to the end user, mm -hmm. right? Or whoever the purchasing entity is. So we are not, orders that need to ship immediately are not getting sent to our steel manufacturing plant. They come in to, the, to our corporate office and we pick those orders from the appropriate warehouse. I, we didn't talk about this in the beginning, but we have six warehouse locations across the country that inventory a pretty decent amount of mm -hmm. uh, capital sitting on the shelves so that we can pick orders same day and ship same day, depending on the time of the day when those orders come in. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that our goal is to build stock on our steel components, our cabling components, and those two uh, ecosystems so that we can have complete shipments on a daily or you know ship same day, if you will. I think another added benefit is since we're direct to customer on, from a manufacturing perspective, when customers have feedback about our products, um, that information's coming straight to the engineering department to either adjust, modify, improve our products. And we, we take that feedback uh, highly in consideration for future releases of products. 
Um, and sometimes that gets lost in translation when, when products go through a secondary distributor or other types. Mm. Um, so as you know, as well as the feedback from the field for new products. So we have a very rapid new product development flow as well. Uh, if a customer needs a specific thing for a site or a build out in a city, um, we certainly take all that information in and can rapidly design something to meet their needs. Now that that is a, a big difference from other distributors. When you say you manufacture products, give us a sense of what types of products or what's the breadth of your manufactured product? Well, portfolio? here I'm sitting in Denver, Colorado today. Uh -huh. And this is where our steel manufacturing plant is. Okay. So any steel type of products that a customer may need, um, our engineering team sits here right in the factory as well. And that's why we're able to rapidly design, prototype, and mm -hmm. launch new products. Mm -hmm. um, we walk out into the shop floor every day and look at what's going on. And if we're working on a prototype, it's very fluid, interactive type of scenario with the with the manufacturer or with the fabricators and you know if there's design questions or whatever we're right here to answer all those questions as mm -hmm. well i want to add to that scott you, you, you missed i think one of the most uh, unique things that we have is your climbing experience from past lives right so whenever we do create a new product we manufacture it scott goes out and builds it to make sure that the you know that the uh, mechanical connections are in the right spot, mm -hmm. uh, make sure it's easy as possible for the contractor to assemble. Uh, make sure it's kitted properly in the you know whatever the contractor is going to receive. Scott opens that crate just like a contractor would to put it together, uh, and probably makes a couple changes, right? And then uh, redesigns it or makes the tweaks in the design, and then we build another prototype. We just want to make sure that it's it's the best thing that the contractor can get their hands on. So it's a hands-on field, field testing before it goes to the field. Right? Yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, there's little prototypes of dozens of things spread out all around the office of just trials of things we're demoing <laughs> to see if we can make. Remove connections is kind of yep. one of our mottos of um, if we can design something to have fewer nuts to tighten, Mm -hmm. it's going to be faster to deploy and easier to inspect and easier to maintain in the future. Right. Excellent. So uh, along that line, uh, where, where, where do you see sort of opportunities for, for new product uh, development or new, new demand coming from? I mean, we're in a high cycle as it is um, and certainly lots of variations, but are, are you, are you seeing a particular um, category of products that you, you, you think will be a high runner for a while? We have several different kind of verticals to that. So one right now is mount modification products. Mm -hmm. we're, we're manufacturing a line of mount modification products to basically bring mounts up to current standards. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this has been standards driven over the last several years, if you will, of, you know, everyone's supposed to have been analyzing mounts all along, but people kind of hadn't been. But now that mount analysis is so pertinent, um, you know, more and more mounts are needing to be reinforced uh -huh. and we have the products to support that. So, uh -huh. Uh -huh. you know, we had a, a, a discussion a little while ago about um, non RF PIM components and, and how to mitigate PIM and, you know, prevent it even before it starts by changing materials or, 
you know, replacing older warm parts and, and uh, brackets and clamps and yep. struts on, on the tower. And uh, that sounds like that's an area where uh, there's going to be a lot of activity, just to, especially with more frequencies being added to sites and the likes. So, uh, are, are you seeing some of that as well? Yeah, certainly with, with the products as well as the importance of the positions of the equipment as well. Mm. The separations they they may need to mitigate that um, yep. is another thing that, you know, our products are evolving to kind of accommodate for that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think the big challenges are to, you know, making and meeting all of those requirements? Uh, is there enough in the pipeline to work with to, you know, to, to, to deliver some of these uh, custom-made products? Yeah, I, th- I think there is the, you know, as the industry is, it's ever-changing. Yeah. So it's, I think the biggest challenge from an engineering perspective is just to try to maintain level with or be one step ahead of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's obviously a major challenge. And then, you know, making sure that, being a manufacturer and a distributor, we want to make sure that we don't get stuck holding the card on significant vast amounts of inventory, right? Yeah. So yeah. making sure that the products we do make and we do make in volume will have that life cycle is also very important for us. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that's a, an extreme challenge too, because the, the antenna manufacturers, you know, I, I, everything is driven from, from what the antenna is trying to yeah. achieve. Right. And yep. those, those antenna designs, they change at a pretty rapid pace. That, and what Scott said about trying to stay ahead of that curve is, <clears throat> is super challenging uh, as those, the, the loading requirements can consistently change. And it's kind of weird that our technology keeps getting bigger instead of, instead of, small, instead right. of smaller, you know? Right. Well, some of those ma- antennas, these MIMO antennas and, and active antennas, they're, they're pretty good size. I mean, they're, they're not little passive. You just hang off the end of a, a mount. You know, they're, they're, they could be tall and heavy and they need power. You yeah. Know? Yeah, Refrigerators. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, we use the door panel reference all the time. It's the size of a uh-huh. door. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Good. Well, look, uh, and another another point of discussion that keeps coming up is uh, tower climbing tower climber safety. You know, it's a big issue uh, in, in the wireless business. Uh, there's talk about, um, first of all, shortages of manpower and then training and, and competencies and the like. Um, what kind of products do you have that can enhance um, uh, tower climber safety? So two points, we distribute a full line of safety products. So harnesses, hard hats, gloves, everything the like. But one unique thing we did was we launched a new wire rope safety climb system um, to compete with likes of the others in the industry. Um, some key benefits are there are no internal hidden components in the system. So a climber can use their binoculars or a scope and visually inspect the head unit from the ground to make sure that everything looks okay, all the mechanical connections are sound. There's nothing hidden in there to, you know, under some underlying issue you can't potentially see. Uh, another added benefit of this system is the attenuation device uh, isn't a single deployment, like one and done scenario. It's you're able to reuse it and um, mm-hmm. technically multiple times without needing to replace the head unit. Okay. One of the things that does happen um, that we've 
seen in our own testing and you know we all of our products are ANSI certified um, in a Intertech lab as well but the fall load damages the cable and so when that does happen the cable needs to be replaced well our our headpiece is designed such that that cable is easily replaced Another source of damage comes from down tower obstruction. So we're in the business of putting appurtenances on towers that are usually clogging up climbing facilities. Right. And, you know, that's another cause of damage as well, just the rubbing of the safety climb cable on mounts and appurtenances. Mm -hmm. So just another reason why having an easily swappable system is Mm -hmm. ideal. But... The other thing is we've integrated cable guides into all of our products. So if you're attaching a mount to a leg that's a climbing leg, you're able to route the safety climb cable properly so it doesn't have that rubbing and prevent damage in the future. You're talking about the even if the cable's not being used, it's just on the tower and it's open to the elements and weather and wind and what have you, it, it'll get worn just by being there in out in the out, the great outdoors, right? Worn um, or yeah, vibration from wind where the the metal of the cable is physically rubbing against a yeah. mount that yeah. was put in its path. Um, very common, and a lot of a lot of uh, opex money is spent by all the carriers every year uh, replacing these safety climb systems. Good. So, um, Chris, Scotty, you want to you want to you want to expand a little bit on the the mechanical connections in your drive to reduce that? That that is definitely a uh, a safety feature for us as well on our on our solutions. Yes, the the time a climber spends in the air is directly proportional to the scope of their hazard, if you will. So if a climber's up in the air for eight hours when he could have been up in the air for four or five, that's just added risk. And so what we do is we design our products to have the fewer, least amount of connections as possible. So whether it's our sector frame mounts or our monopole platforms, we're specifically designing these products to have as few connections as possible so installers can get them completed as fast as possible. Um, So, you know, us versus our competitors, we may have a larger bolt in an area that someone else may have two bolts, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's kind of thing, um, to re- reduce the quantity of bolts they need to tighten mm-hmm. is very important and certainly something we design with. See, and people who, who work from the ground don't realize what these climbers go through and that what they have to deal with, you know what I mean? That's an important consideration, you know, especially if they're up there longer than than normal, you know, that adds to the fatigue factor and, and, you know, raises the risk as well. So that's exactly very interesting. Yeah. Very good. Well, look, this is, this is good, uh, uh, fellas. Um, I want to wrap up any, any uh, closing remarks you'd like to leave us with Chris. You know, besides being grateful for this opportunity to talk a little bit about perfect vision and have a a good industry uh, conversation with you, John, it's it's, uh, always good to catch up with you. Um, just Scott Stecker makes my job pretty easy. He, he invents all the cool, neat things. And all I have to do is communicate it to the customer. So it's a uh, it's pretty, pretty, uh, good, unique situation that we have here, but that, that's all. We're just grateful for the time. Grateful for, uh, inside towers. So thank you. Thank you, Scott. You have the last word here. 
Yeah, John, I we certainly appreciate the opportunity to mirror what Chris says. Uh, always good to talk to you and uh, appreciate what you're doing with Inside Towers. Look forward to hearing this and uh, all your future podcasts. Well, great discussion, guys. If someone's interested in your products or your services, what's the best way to contact them? So they can go uh, to the website, which is uh, perfect-vision.com. Okay. Or give us a call at 844-887-6723. And we're we're just, we're there ready to serve. So let us know. Good stuff, guys. Well, I I know you're going to be busy for the next few years at least. So, um, but uh, we appreciate you both taking the time and, and your participation here today. And, um, and one of thanks to send a thanks to everyone who, uh, who listened in today. And that concludes our discussion and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to tower talks to subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources. Please visit insidetowers.com. Until next time you've been listening to tower talks from inside towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.